Hey everybody, welcome back to Sex, Drugs, and the Epigenome. We are getting that, that start of the podcast smile up. We're getting so good at it. I like it. Here in Beverly Hills at Dr. Seeds, the second home, we have a special episode for you. But before we do, gosh, Doc, we don't ever stop working, huh? Or actually, I should say, we don't ever stop working you because we just finished the Skin and Aesthetic Summit, which <laughs> the feedback that I heard from a lot of the fellows out there were a resounding, you guys totally mislabeled it because they said that um, this was this mastermind slash virtual summit was the summit that they were least interested in because it was about the skin and the aesthetics and don't we know enough about that already but they said it ended up being their favorite because of how dr seeds and his speakers put it together and how it relates to not just aging of the skin and the face and the things that make us pretty but longevity and the epigenome and how it relates to just being well yeah, and being able to actually do things that are preventive that every doctor and every healthcare provider should know and, yes. be, and be aware of. And, and I think it was powerful because it put a lot of concepts together that made sense in bringing together how the skin is just another area that's no different than the heart and brain, the liver, the kidney, the pancreas, and all of these things, how we put together uh, these molecular pathways and in, in improving cellular health. And this was a great way to show the importance in skin because everybody understands it, uh, I think, a lot better. And, and especially with female population, this resonates tremendously and, um, in, in what we can do to help prevent um, you know, the UV radiation, but also what we brought to light about significant uh, visible light issues that people need to know about and infrared that are all significant players in aging of the skin. So that is something you cannot miss. And, and maybe we'll do a little, we should probably do a little podcast and maybe uh, to, to show some, some of the little things that we, a few of the smaller things we talked about that might make uh, per people's interest to take a bigger look at that. Oh, absolutely. And what my, my favorite takeaway from the entire summit is something that probably Dr. Caesar rolled his eyes at, but um, I take care of this. I work hard to take care of it. And by taking care of this, I've been taking care of it all. So 10,000 birds with five or six stones. That's, that's, a, that's a start, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep it going. Good times rolling. I got such great response from our listeners about the Trey Hillos episode we did last episode, our last podcast talk. We've got so many people writing to us saying that that was a great episode. Thanks for breaking it down. And I can only hope that we've had all of our listeners replace that sugar that they had or their uh, monk fruit lacanto or whatever it is the allulose that you're using replace it with trehalose anyway today's episode is about another supplement that i take every day thanks to dr seeds 
Um, it's called butyrate. But before we begin, as a medical disclaimer, all of the information that you are listening to here today is purely for educational purposes only. Always consult with your physician before moving forward with anything that you hear here. Here, here. Yeah. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. Um, so, yeah, let's dive into this butyrate episode because um, another thing that I get very passionate about, I tend to be even more passionate about things that are used. So <laughs> I'm a little biased on it. But Doc, give us like the nerdy explanation and then the, the Karen explanation, if you can, of butyrate. Uh, the, the nerdy explanation <laughs> of butyrate is that it is a short chain fatty acid, one of three that is produced by the microbiome of the ones that we, we spend most time on, uh, butyrate, uh, propionate, and acetate. Butyrate being a, uh, a, a breakdown product through, it's broken down by the microbiome, specifically obligate anaerobes that produce butyrate based on the fiber they eat, typically um, prebiotics, uh, your uh, glucose oligosaccharides and your uh, fructose oligosaccharides that are resistant uh, starches. This, these, the, the good part of the microbiome makes butyrate and its primary, primary purpose of butyrate is for the function of colonic health. Uh, meaning this, this short chain fatty acid is a direct metabolite utilized by the cell to maintain its, its uh, healthy, state that is so important in maintaining the appropriate diversity of the microbiome in the colon. Remember what I said, it's butyrate is so important in maintaining colonic health in maintaining the microbiome. And what does that mean? That means that it has to keep, the colon has to stay in an anaerobic state because it's the anaerobes, obligate anaerobes specifically, that are producing and making butyrate. So, and they occupy a lot of real estate. So imagine if we are not appropriately giving the colonic cell its, uh, its uh, primary energy source, which is butyrate. And with that butyrate, the, um, the cell, unfortunately is unable to go through more of a, a uh, aerobic metabolism because you're getting oxygen taken to the colonic cell continuously through the blood system and oxygen is being utilized in that colonic cell as to make energy with with and butyrate upregulates something called PPAR gamma which is all about oxidizing fat and utilizing oxygen to make ATP what you're doing there is you're maximizing the use of oxygen. So oxygen does not get out of that colonic cell into the intestine where it can be up where then that you, you are decreasing that, um, that anaerobic area oxygen deprived, which you need to harbor your good microbiome basically. And so what happens is you end up producing through inducible nitric oxide synthase that is upregulated, you end up making nitric oxide that is then, then makes nitrates in the bowel that are then become nutrients because of this lower oxygen state, become nutrients for like E. coli and more invasive opportunist bugs that then take over. And you start losing these obligate anaerobes and you start losing this butyrate production and you start 
then you start breaking down the, the uh, barrier of the colon. And then you start getting these problems because the colon is so well intertwined with the immune system where their immune cells, uh, Treg cells and macrophages are also influenced by this process um, and butyrate because butyrate is something that has a great effect on immune cells, just like it does on the colonic cells. Well, you start losing the efficiencies of the immune system and in particular, Treg cells that you could kind of consider as the master regulators of the immune system. And then you have immune issues. So you've got immune systems, you've got, a, a, you've got a, that are break, broken down, you've got the gut that starts breaking down and you have the microbiome that's disrupted. And then you have problems with further production of um, neurotransmitters that are produced in the bowel. And then you have other issues with vitamins like your B vitamins and your polyamines that are made and glutathione that's also produced, in the, that, that's also produced and upregulated because inflammatory changes are happening. So you have antioxidant systems that are that are over that, that are overutilized to make up for what's happening in the bowel. So you have a tremendous amount of things that start happening just based on a fatty acid that's not properly produced by a stable microbiome. So what have I said? I've said that butyrate is a primary energy source that's critical to homeostasis of the bowel and also to homeostasis of the immune system that can lead to significant issues in, uh, in pathologies like insulin resistance and sarcopenia and neurodegenerative disease and cardiac disease and, uh, um, and so forth. So that's it. That's something that's kind of a, uh, an overview of a lot of significant um, issues with with a short chain fatty acid and energy source that is that is so monumentally important in uh, in our health and um, so for Karen's idea of you know asking okay so what did you just say I just what I just said is that this this fatty acid that is a small a smaller type of fatty acid that is um, that is necessary for energy production in, in keeping the colonic cells healthy uh, is affected by basically two things. The microbiome being able to provide that appropriate fatty acid and the colonic cell being able to utilize that fatty acid. And if there starts to become disruptions in both areas, then that can over, over a period of time that can affect the health of the individual by leading to further uh, intestinal barrier problems that lead to microbiome breakdown and, and loss of diversity and loss of really, really what it comes down to is you lose the good bugs that make the good stuff and the opportunist bugs have that you need kind of have an area to expand and then cause problems. And that's really what it comes down to uh, with, with disruptions in the, um, the production of a, a, a metabolite that's just, I, I think is that we've, that we, we don't, that we've underestimated that is something so significant yet so easy to, to supplement um, and get people back on track while you're trying to rebuild the microbiome and trying to work on the gut 
you've got an energy source that's available now and been available for actually quite a while that is inexpensive and you have a way to help people to more to improvement of chronic health and disease um, that all that stems from these microbiotic issues of uh, of loss of uh, of the right type of uh, bugs and not enough production of uh, short chain fatty acids. That is awesome. Uh, just when I thought I understand, I understood something. I realized how much I did it. <laughs> but I love how you're explaining the two parts of keeping the gut healthy because I just never really thought of it that way. So thanks for that. The, the 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 gut is in it, it just think of our gut as being so well intertwined with a community of of the microbiome of these bugs if we took them out if we took all the bugs in your microbiome out of your gut it would be a brick a brick of bugs we 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 desperately need those brick of bugs to utilize what we put in our mouth to make metabolites to serve a purpose in feeding our colon to make it survive correctly. And that is so intertwined with the gut and the immune system because the immune system sits right in there, right under that epithelial, uh, that one cell layer. You have these, um, these lymphoid organs that are all through the gut that harbor um, T cells and macrophages that are so important in how we um, and how the immune system is, is closely related to tolerating, you know, the immune system is there to help us not, not fight ourselves in, in things that we eat, meaning um, our gut is constantly exposed to these food groups that potentially are foreign to the body. And if any of these little food groups can break through the intestinal barrier or they get close, the, the body has a way to say, okay, this food group will, will kind of recognize it and say it's not a bad thing, so we can utilize it. Instead, what happens is as things start breaking down, the, the immune system may say, oh, wait a second, this is a foreign body, this is something that we don't want, and it starts attacking, we lose what's called self-tolerance, basically. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when things can go bad in, in attacking the body, and it's, it's a problem that we have with you know, food allergies and things like that, that, that progress. So there's a lot to it, but it's, um, it really does come down to us to, I think a couple of nutrients in particular butyrate is just so important in, in, uh, maintaining, um, higher function, um, not just in the gut, but in muscle, in the brain, in the liver and so forth. So I hear Dr. Seeds talking about gosh, hundreds of things, peptides, supplements, all kinds of, of products. But the reason I chose to put butyrate in my medicine cabinet was because of something powerful that he said in passing very casually. And it's that nobody makes enough butyrate. And that is one of the things that, that kind of stuck with me because, oh crap, if even Dr. Seeds isn't making enough butyrate, I for sure am not in a good place. So that, that I remember that evening I signed up and, and I got my subscription for butyrate so I can never be off of it. Um, so that's what really stuck with me and like kind of sticking with the theme of one stone and many birds. 
I, I, you know, butyrate is something that you bring up in many of these masterminds. And I want to say four or five out of the six masterminds that we've now completed, you have talked about butyrate. And I think I've mentioned it in every one. Every one. The only one that I have a question on is the first one. Oh my gosh, no, we talked about this. So that was in the that was Denver. That was Denver when yeah. we talked about redox and we talked about ways that potentially redox can be improved and influenced. And mm -hmm. in fact, in fact, butyrate uh having some having the properties it does as a histodeacetylase inhibitor and and how it's involved in um upregulating specifically things like glp1 receptor agonists have everything to do with improving something that we we really struck a nerve with amp activation and cert gene activation because this is all about uh, acetylation deacetylation so forth but what happens with this vital, these vital mechanisms to take place to improve mitochondrial biogenesis and fat oxidation, like we're talking about here, PPAR, gamma, um, and um, the improvements of ATP with the right amount of oxygen. And, and, and it's again about efficiencies in improving, again, that, that those kind of sacred nuclear uh, factor, nuclear, uh, uh, nucleotide cofactors thank you nucleotide cofactors oh my god she just corrected me this is scary everyone this is really scary nucleotide cofactors I know that because we have nad summit and, coming up and their their thermodynamic <laughs> ratios of the nad over nadh and nadp over nadph and atp over eight uh over adp and uh acetyl coa over acetyl so it's really important that we understand those ratios and how relevant they are to maintaining homeostasis or redox of the cell. Butyrate has everything to do about helping control redox in the cell. And it's all about redox for all, for all diseases. It, it always comes back to all of our masterminds making a, a very important point on cellular redox. And it'll always be there. And it's gonna be there in our summit with our, our big summit coming up with NAD which I'm so excited about because boy, are we going to go after those controversies and concerns and, and really shape, I think, a different understanding of NAD in a totally different way that most people look at it and, and make sense out of it for everyone. Because I think that's, I, the importance is always the, is understanding, well, why, why are we giving something? You know, what's the importance of this molecule we're giving? Well, I think we've just kind of summarized a lot of that with the importance of butyrate and how many areas it affects metabolism and in most of all, that sacred word of redox. Well, and you just said something that was, again, so powerful. And in case you're like me in the beginning and when he starts saying all these words, I just kind of glass over. Um, he said <laughs> thing that through the gut and, and thanks to butyrate, you're able to potentially achieve that redox. That is the goal of what we're trying to do. And that is so, so key. And um, you also discussed how the gut is so critical in brain health. And you kind of mentioned it too on the neurodegenerative diseases, but that piece also like sparks my brain because I'm like, okay, how, how can we get how can we get smarter, stronger, better memory um, in the brain? And 
that again, the one bird, one stone with many birds thing is, is so, so fantastic. And you've been so simple in the ways that you go about certain things I've noticed. And I can see why butyrate is, is part of your toolbox because it is, it is what they're certainly, certainly in mine. Um, that said, uh, one thing that I do wanted to want everyone to know is that brain part. Can you explain that, that gut brain barrier that I hear so much about? Well, it, it's got more, so there's that, that opens up a whole, a whole slew of, of uh, many aspects that have an importance in, in maintaining homeostasis of the of cellular metabolism in the brain. In particular, in, in making sense of how butyrate can be helpful. Um, number one, butyrate is an alternate energy source that can get across the blood-brain barrier and can and can become. It's a short-chain fatty acid, so it can be utilized immediately as a as a source of energy, especially when there's problems with glucose in the brain as we get older and and so forth. So it's so number one, it's a it's an energy source that can add efficiency to the use of energy in the cell, because if if we're avoiding if we're just using, if, if glucose is, is being utilized and, and isn't optimized in a cell, sometimes you're losing efficiencies. You're not going through the Krebs cycle and oxidative phosphorylation. You're losing efficiencies as a mitochondria or you're leading to oxidative um, uh, stress and increased uh, reactive oxygen species that create that beginning of problems like lipid peroxidation and carbonylation of proteins and DNA damage that occur in the brain that start that process of microglial activation and issues of excitability of neurons. And so you get these things that are happening based on metabolism that's just not gone right. And butyrate can, can balance, has the ability to balance some of these aspects of being just a, a direct um, substrate for energy, but also has all these other amazing uh, ways to work in the brain through uh, its ability to be a histone deacetylase inhibitor, um, because when all this thing when all these things happen to remember the immune system is involved and significantly involved with brain issues that need to be regulated in the brain, and histone deacetylase inhibition is very important in the microglial cell. It's important in invading um, other invading immune cells, um, and um, what else? There's some other things I wanted to bring up that uh, butyrate is, um, uh, I think that's, I think that's a good start for now. I love that. Is, <laughs> but, it, is it safe or oh, unsafe? And, and GLP-1 receptor agonist uh, aspects of how, what it does to influence that part of its, its function it has in the brain is, is, is also very important because of autophagy issues and how we can improve autophagy in the brain. And, and that's so important in maintaining homeostasis uh, with, with uh, neuronal uh, uh, cells and neuronal growth and continued synaptic function. You be, just imagine you got to have autophagy working all the time because of how the high energy that's created by um, by the brain, by the neurosynapse, you know, it, it, that's very heavy and, and requiring ATP and energy, very heavy 
in creating reactive oxygen species and so forth, that all everything has to be cooled down and kept under control. And autophagy is very important in this process. So, so you've got butyrate that has so many mechanisms. And in, in fact, it works through indirect measures of improving autophagy aspects in the brain. So that's really, an, uh, that's really fascinating when you can think of all the ways that this can affect and, and imagine that a lot of neurotransmitters like GABA and things that are important to be in the brain are neurotransmitters that are actually made in the gut. So if things are going wrong and butyrate isn't there to nourish and continue to help the health of the gut, you have problems with production of neurotransmitters that are not getting to the brain. Um, and and that's, that's really important. Happy gut, happy brain. Mm -hmm. um, is it safe to say that butyrate is providing energy to the brain? Absolutely. It's a short chain fatty acid. It's, it's, it's a source of energy. This is a cool supplement, dog. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right. So um, one thing that I found on, on Google and when I was, when I was first, you know, putting, putting together some of, some of our, Hey, what are we going to talk about specifically on butyrate? What are the, the big FAQs? And then there's this article that pops up on, um, and it's a very misleading article because it says butyrate, a double-edged sword for health. Um, and it's actually a really cool article when you actually read through it, it's very long and sciencey, but um, it's, I, I don't think it's at the right, uh, the title is a little misleading in that it's sounding like butyrate is not so good for the health because of that double-edged part of that title. But um, after going through it, that's actually not what it was referring to. And I had, I had asked Dr. Seeds about this. So doc, what, what, what can we make of that? I just think you looked up the wrong article. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, there's good articles and bad articles, but it, <laughs> it, it does a great job though of going through. It's an article from 2018, but it, it has it does a nice job of showing all of the all the mechanisms and ways that butyrate work in um, in how it works with uh, uh, its mechanism pathways. But it, it just stipulates and makes a, a, a it makes a point about the about butyrate and, and, and potential in obese individuals, you know, can it lead to more obesity? And, and that's, a um, there's a lot of things that are being missed there with how, you know, what the state of obesity is and, and, uh, what stage are they insulin resistant diabetics or are they normal or are these normal obese individuals with no insulin resistance. And so you got to be very careful how you go about making statements that it's a double-edged sword because it really isn't. Um, we're finding out that butyrate has so many significant aspects, even in obesity. Um, so without getting confused, uh, and they even make the statement that just more, more work needs to be done in this area before they make any conclusions, but they make some, they make some questions that that are, are potentially thinking that that butyrate doesn't have its place in obesity. And I'm just gonna say, it just depends on what the obesity is secondary to. So those are the things you have to pay attention to when, you, when you're looking further into disease. Oh, very well put, Doc, thank you so much. Um, can we talk a little bit about the side effects of butyrate? Other than it smells very funky. This coming from someone who loves kimchi and funky things to eat. 
really the, the only thing you have to, I think that as far as side effects, it's just the difficulty and, you know, you just can't take a whole bunch of butyrate at once. It, it's everybody's going to be, you know, obviously I recommend working with a physician that's familiar with its use and, um, you know, obviously it's over the counter and it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a widely available, um, supplement. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a believer in doing your homework and, and number one, looking for the appropriate providers that have done the job and, and actually represent the science of this, of, um, small, uh, short chain fatty acids. And, um, that is, that is, I think the number one thing you have to look at and making sure you're getting the, the product number, first of all, second of all is, um, excuse me, is you want to make sure that how you start introducing this into the diet is very important uh, because the, you don't want to accelerate too fast with utilizing butyrate because you can get into more problems with bloating and gas and diarrhea and depending on bowel disease, if there is individual, you know, uh, inflammatory disease or Crohn's or uh, ulcerative colitis, you, you just got to be very careful how you start supplementing that into your uh, program. So there's those things you just have to be aware of when you're using it. But I think that I think the sourcing is very important, and uh, and that with all of these um, type of uh, products. And that's why we spend a lot of time through the SSRP, making sure that our providers, uh, where we don't have any benefits at all, we, we just find the right match for our practitioners to utilize the best products that are out there. And that's, that's what we do. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I learned that the hard way, Doc, and then I told you that my stomach was on fire because I took Six Would pills. you take like 60 at once? <laughs> Six at once. And I was complaining about my stomach feeling like it's on just inflamed. See, Karen listens to some of these things and then she doesn't <laughs> listen to her doctor and she goes home and goes, I'm going to take six of those and I'll feel great. And what uh, happens? She comes back and goes, Doc, that didn't work. I feel terrible. And I'm like, well, what did you do? Well, I listened to you and I just thought I should take a lot of butyrate. And I was like, oh, Jesus. I mean, you told me we don't get enough butyrate. So I just chugged down six pills. That's what we have to deal with yes. all the time. You know? Yes, indeed. We're all set. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye, Ramona. That was Ramona. That was Ramona. Uh, Folks, that is the episode that we have today. We'd love to hear any questions that you have on butyrate. What was your experience like even on butyrate? We'd love to hear your comments as well. Um, as always, please make sure to follow Dr. Seeds on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also follow the SSRP Institute um, so that you can see what he's up to in terms of his training and his courses. Our next summit is not for a three months, Doc. We give you a nice long break, but he actually doesn't have a break. He's busy speaking at other events. And, and hey, don't let me discount the fact that, you know, some of the other things are about butyrate absorption and other, there are other ways to get butyrate to the colon and there are, and, but that gets into more, more ideas and more thoughts about how we go about that. And you can absolutely hear more about that in, in some of our uh, SSRP meetings and where we get into ah, great yes. detail. So um, a good one is the Orlando one, the microbiome one that was 
doc goes into just crazy detail on not just the gut what it's related to but of course butyrate um, being one of the one of the big takeaways so hope you enjoyed this episode doc we're going to be back again in two weeks i'm excited to spend a lot of time with you karen <laughs> bye everyone bye now <laughs>